Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. I'm Archan Bakshi. There's a particular conversation that most people know there's no avoiding, and yet it seems to be one that very few people really look forward to or know how to execute. And that is the conversation where we talk about ourselves. In recent times, a lot of people have become maybe a little bit more introverted. Perhaps, as I've been told many a time, we want our work to speak for itself. Maybe we feel shy, embarrassed, or in other ways that speaking about ourselves, our achievements specifically, is in poor taste and uh, just something we don't want to be doing. And I, I'll be the first to say, I get it. It's not. And yet, wouldn't you agree that if in this world, this busy world, where no one has time for all the things that they need to get done, let alone helping you out by speaking well of you. Isn't the ball in your court and my court to make sure people know how hard we've been working, how successful our initiatives have been, how proud we are of ourselves, our team, our work, and most importantly, how valuable we are to those around us and the people that we, we moved impact. All the hard work in the world, and many of us don't shy, from, shy away from hard work, as, as, is, as is correct. All the hard work in the world is acceptable to some of us, provided we see it bear fruit. And yet, to our horror, we find that sometimes either someone else will take the credit, because, you know, some people do it. Some people are jerks, right? Or nobody knows who to give credit to, which is almost worse because it's a real shame and a lost opportunity if you think about it. Regardless, whatever role we played gets missed somewhere in the entire process. And whatever just reward or fair compense was owed to us just doesn't happen. So I thought it might be worth our while to think about a handful of ways that in a safe, comfortable, non-boisterous, non-ostentatious way, we can take credit for what we've done, get the respect we deserve, 
and possibly the rewards, be it a promotion, be it better reputation with our clients, our stakeholders of different shapes and sizes, and most important, the accolades of our colleagues and people we work with. So the first thing is to think about it not as something you're doing just for yourself, for your enjoyment, but that you're doing it as a means to an end. And a simple, I guess, objective way of looking at it is we have to say what we've done and we have to be able to say it in a way that it relates to the specific strategies, vision, leadership, and hands-on efforts, including how we collaborate and manage and coordinate with our teams to produce a particular result. Now, a, a lot of people push back at this point and say, hey, I'm, I'm not a selfish person, the team effort, and, you know, I don't want to take away from their due efforts as well. So, duly noted, here's what we can do. Try and use language like, I'm really proud of our team's hard work. You can lead in with language like that, where you're using the I pronoun and the we pronoun, or our pronoun, so the singular as well as the collective, in the same message. And you can even, if you, you know, can name people and their specific contributions, you can say, hey, Joe did a really good job of this and Mary did a really good job of that. Let's assume for a minute you're part of a team or maybe even the team leader. And, you know, really helped make the team vision uh, become a reality, right? Now, when a leader talks like that, it is largely understood that the team vision is the leader's vision, at least in majority portion of it. Obviously, there's, in an ideal world, you're trying to create a collaborative vision. But the team leader really gets the ball rolling and plants the seeds for the vision of the team more often than not. So what you can see immediately is we don't have to use pompous language to highlight the successes of ourselves and our team. And we can make sure to give due individual credit to our team members and our colleagues and collaborators and stakeholders as much as possible so that they too get their accolades. You can, in, and in a subtle way, we can even say things like, uh, thank you so much so-and-so for working with me and partnering with me on this initiative. Uh, it was really important to me and to our team. See what I did there? It was important to me and to our team. And you can sort of slide in the singular pronouns here and there so that it's not all about the crew. And there's just that little sprinkling of, shall we say, magic dust in, in your favor. And people know that you had a hand in it. And if you do it a couple times in, let's say, a five-minute message or a short email, that's, that's plenty good, right? 
Now, of course, in a more one-to-one environment, and this is sort of maybe the second thing we're mentioning, the, the resume, for example, the LinkedIn profile, where appropriate, and the, uh, the official paperwork when applying for advancement at your company. Those are the forms and the resulting one-on-ones with the people you report to that have a say in your advancement. That is where you really can bring it out. And, you know, you don't even have to say the collective pronoun, the we, the team, nearly as much. You can sort of change the ratio up a little bit and, and add a little bit more of the singular just to distinguish what your contributions were and making sure that at the same time, you don't make it all about yourself. So it's, it's, a, it's a subtle balancing act, but we're moving from the, the overly humble situation where we don't mention anything. And we're also making sure we don't go full pompous where it's all about I, me and myself. I would say you go about 40% towards I, me, and myself, but stop right there. So it's not myself, but there is a little bit of I in there, not too much me, if you can appreciate and uh, accommodate my little humor there. Because nothing happens by ourselves, we understand. It is always a collaborative effort, whether it's 90-10 one way or 10-90 the other way or 50-50, it's always combination of people making things happen together. Now, what is the other sort of stumbling block? One is talking in, in a group setting, like a meeting or a conference or an all hands. We talked about that. The second scenario we were talking about how you might phrase it when it comes to the official advancement paperwork and, and maybe the third and, and final piece is like, how do you sell the story? in the one-on-one when you're trying to convince the decision maker that you are up for advancement. Well, think about it first of all. Do you believe you're worth the advancement? Why? Can you convince yourself, give yourself three solid reasons? Perhaps one is a technical reason. You're very good at your job technically as a subject matter expert. Perhaps one is that of a strong team player, right? Something to do with culture, collaboration, and so on. And one, you're talking in terms of being a leader. Because here's the secret. Every time you apply for advancement, people are going to want you to make the case that you are a budding leader, a leader of the future, right? And that in the years to come, you deserve not just to be at a higher level than you are at, but maybe even further levels from there. People want uh, senior leadership, I should say. Senior leadership really wants to see a certain level of ambition from all the people that work for them. And if we don't have that, we don't display that, we don't communicate that, they're not going to be convinced of our readiness and they're not going to be, well, to be frank with you, they're not going to be convinced that 
we even deserve to stay in the company at the current level. Times have changed, and this is perhaps the most real talk I can share with you on this topic. There was a time where you could find a, a sort of landing in the staircase, if you will, a level in the company and the hierarchy where you're comfortable and you just feel, and you just found your group. That doesn't work anymore. It's a highly competitive, high turnover economy, especially in ITs and tech and software. And if we're not showing at least the inclination, as well as the ability to take greater responsibility every few years, people are going to question how long we should be where we are. There might be exceptions to this, right? Perhaps your leader, your people leader is comfortable with you being in the groove you've chosen. But in general, people who don't know you, people who aren't familiar with your value and so forth, if they look and they see you've been at the same position for four or five or six years, that starts to be a red flag. And in a, in a tough economy, layoffs are happening and possible, you know, that becomes a danger point. So to bring it all together, it's not just overcoming shyness. It's not just overcoming this sense of, I would say, overly humble nature. And it's not just this willingness to put yourself out there and let people know that you've done a good job and you're looking for more responsibility. It's not just something you're doing because it's a good idea and it looks nice. You're doing it because, to be frank, it might, your, your job might be dependent on it. Maybe not immediately, but down the line, absolutely it will be. So to bring it all home, folks, you deserve this. You deserve for people to know you're good at your job, that you put in the effort. And as a team player, but also as a leader and a smart subject matter expert, you bring value to the table and you're looking to do more. On that note, I think we can close today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, please visit us at uh, the website culturespeak.com. Feel free to drop a line, say hello, or say hi on social media, and have a very good rest of your weekend.